Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's that time of year again. Rally GB starts today as the World Rally Championship really heads into the business end of the season with the first of three events that will decide the destiny of the title. Oik Tanak leads the standings for Toyota, but Citroën Sebastian Ogier isn't going to give up on his seventh consecutive title without a fight, and Hyundai's Thierry Neuville is still there, chasing his first. Now usually, I say I'm your host Ed Straw, but this time I will be ceding that position to my colleague David Evans. On Wednesday night, he hosted a live podcast that is what you might call a crossover episode between the Autosport podcast and the new Gravel Notes podcast. As the name suggests, it covers all things rallying, cover the world stage and well beyond. So have a listen, and if you like it, please do subscribe. Just search for Gravel Notes in your podcast supplier of choice. Now, David Evans is joined by all sorts of well-known names for this live podcast, which is recorded in the M Sports Service Park, including four times Rally GB winner Petter Solberg and his son Oliver, 2017 winner Elfin Evans, Hayden Padden, M Sport team principal Rich Milner, and many more. So it's over to you, David. Hello, and good evening from Flandidno. Flandidno. Did I say that right? Flandidno. 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 Yeah, there's nothing worse than an Englishman trying to say Landudno, is there? No, nothing worse. So, welcome to M Sports Service Park. We are here. This is Autosports preview to Rally GB, Wales Rally GB. Uh, and joining me, obviously, is Elvin Evans, former winner two years ago, winner of this rally. Uh, so welcome, welcome home. Yeah, thanks. Obviously, it's really nice to to obviously be back and, and ready to to compete here at home. Obviously, uh, you know, 
two, three months ago, it was uh, doubtful when I'd be back, to be honest. But uh, obviously, thankfully, got the, the green light and uh, obviously really happy to be here. And it, I mean, it is. It's such a big deal, isn't it? I mean, missing three rallies is hard enough, but the prospect of missing this one would really have hurt. Yeah, I think on, on two sides of the of the coin, really. You know, one that obviously um, it's the home rally and you always want to do it. But secondly, you know, if you missed four rallies and there's only two left in the year, you know, you'd feel like you've missed such a massive chunk then. At least now we have three rallies to, to get our teeth into. Yeah, OK. Well, let's jump straight in to Rally GB. I saw you on the, on the recce today at lunchtime. Uh, and tell us about the stages. How are they looking? Yeah, on, on the whole, really, really good, to be honest. Uh, especially the, the Saturday stages are in uh, exceptional condition, to be honest. Uh, year on year, I think we like it's the best we've seen. But like Dovey especially is very very fast. Um, Sunday stages as well looking looking pretty good. The first day I think could be a little bit tricky. Um, you know that first uh, stage in LC is new note for everyone. Very technical and narrow stage. So uh, a bit of a different day for at least the the start of, of Friday. It, it's kind of nice though, isn't it? Well, LC is a tricky. It's kind of a parkland stage. Lots of much more technical twisty. But then Pemacno opens out a bit, and then you've got Dovenant, which is, I mean, that's a classic, isn't it, Dovenant? Yeah, it definitely is. Obviously, a bit of a longer variation this year again than what we had last year. Uh, again, really, really nice stage. Yeah, and then what can, we, what can we expect? We saw you win two years ago. An amazing victory, you know, really emotional win at home. What's possible, do you think, from, from you this time? Coming off the back of, you know, your last time you sat in the car and competed was Estonia in June or July, I can't remember which. What do you reckon? Let's see how it goes. We're doing everything we can to to do as well as we can. There's no sort of uh, trying to bet ourselves in or, or anything like that. We're just trying to to go for it and, and see what happens. Obviously, it would be really nice to win again, but obviously we know that you know the competition is hot and, and everything has to go your way. But ultimately, you have to aim for for that first place and the top step of the podium. And it's kind of difficult, isn't it? Because you're jumping back into the middle of a massive championship fight. You know, there's three guys at the front that are absolutely hammer and tongs. And two, three weeks ago, they were doing that in Turkey. Does that does that make it easier for you to jump back in? Or do you just forget that and just get on with what you're doing? I think we have to just concentrate on what we're doing. Um, I had a test end of last week and the feeling was, was pretty good with it. Or I think so long as we can find our rhythm and things early on then there's no reason why we we can't fight up on yeah and just one last question from me before because elvin has to go to set your lights up um who's firstly who's going to win the championship i'm not going to bet against oit at the moment he's looked obviously very strong all year um but then deb has this massive habit of making a comeback doesn't he so like it's it's a difficult one to call obviously Tierley is right there as well um if i had to any money i'd probably have to put it on it yeah okay now we've got some questions from you the readers watchers viewers whatever uh, neil parry uh, has asked what are the chances of a podium from your starting position that's a pretty relevant question isn't it you're obviously a bit further down ninth on the road yeah i mean it depends on the conditions basically you know it, it could work very much against as we've seen it some years here where the the timesheets tumble by three or four seconds with every car that passes. You know, if that's the case, then it's obviously going to be difficult. But then last year we were also sat second overall, starting at the back of the field after the first loop. So, you know, we can't uh, assume that because we're at the back that we're not going to be in with a shot. We just have to go in, do the best job we can and, and see what happens at the end. Yeah, OK. With a night stage in Aberhernant, have you been able to practice driving in the dark? 
Yes, I managed uh, not a huge amount, but some night running on the test. Uh, the marshals were kind enough to, to stay on to to let me do some night driving. So, so yeah, that was all good. And hopefully if we can get these set set, these lights set up correctly now, then uh, it should be okay. But Aberdeen is a is a fast stage to do in the dark. Yeah, it is a great one. Well, you've, you've mentioned it. You go off and, and set your lights up. Um, actually, you're not going to do it right now because hopefully you're not going to move the car while we're on. But you've got a lot of other stuff to crack on with. So, Alvin, thank you very much. We wish you all the best. Temu is coming in now. I'm going to switch position. Temu. We've got another mic, actually. Have we got another mic? Because we have been joined, deep joy, by Hayden Padden as well. First question. We were just talking about Abihirnant. Dark stage on Saturday night. How difficult... Tell me, we'll start with you. How difficult is it to drive a stage in the dark? Yeah, it's uh, of course more difficult because uh, you cannot see that much and that long distances. So you really need to trust to your pace notes and and uh, just follow more the pace notes and and that's it. Yeah, we. I mean, we've seen some really good performances from you here in in the past, coming through the R5 car and and into the World Car. Tell me about that step up from the, the R5 car to the World Cup. How difficult is it on an event like this? Uh, I would say it's pretty big steps. Uh, in WRC2, of course, there's pretty good drivers and the level of the drivers are really high. But uh, I would say in WRC, we are going all the stages on the limits. And uh, if you make some mistakes, you cannot think that in the next stage you are going to catch them. No. That's never gonna, going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. And Sorry to say, Hayden, you've taken that step in the opposite direction, world car down to the R5 car, but it's it's all with it, you know, it, there's a means to an end there, isn't there? That, you know, the, the ultimate is to get back into a world world rally car next year, but you've tested the, the R5 car, did you get a day? Yeah, we've done one day on it. It's uh, actually really hard to go back to the R5, so, uh, you know, this weekend's really just about getting some miles back in the, in the seat, um, do some rallies again. Um, but adjusting back to you know no power no aero, um, obviously it's a good base for the R5 car. Uh, but when you get used to the uh, the WIC car for so many years, to come back to this is actually really really difficult. Yeah, I mean that what the aero? Do you notice the aero much uh, here on on this event? Yeah, like a, a lot on the fast, and you know yeah, day, day, day one not so much, but day two here is uh, generally quite fast stages. And even though it's covered in mud, it's still working a lot. Um, so yeah. You know, on the R5, you obviously don't have that uh, that benefit. Okay, now you boys are going to do your likes as well. But just before you go, tell us about Australia. What can we expect from you? Obviously, you're in the, in the Fiesta World Rally Car in, in Australia. What's possible, do you think, there? Well, just to go uh, drive as fast as we can and, and enjoy it. Um, obviously, uh, when you've spent a year out of the seat at that level, it's, it's going to be hard to, to, to slot right back in at the top. Uh, obviously, we want to be there, but you've got to be realistic as well. So just do the best job we can and, and, and go and enjoy it. And do you think are we going to have weather as good as this in Australia? Be better. Really? All the, all the good weather comes from New Zealand, you see. Oh, so it'd be perfect. Sorry, I forgot about that. And a quick prediction, Tammy. Where are you going to finish on Sunday? Top uh, six. Not hoping more. Come on, top three. Top three. <laughs> Got to go for top three. Okay, boys, you go and do your lights. Thank you very much. We have Mr. Petter Solberg. Hello. Four time. How are you? <laughs> four time winner. Hello. And how are you, buddy? Yeah. Oliver Solberg, Petter Solberg. Are we standing correctly? Or? I don't, are, are they standing correctly? Yep. Yeah. If we look down there, boys, we can see ah. face, face camera. So the cameras are there, but that's what we. That's what everybody else can see. So where do, who should we start with? Who's most well, important? You should have taken shave before you take this into use, you know. 
I didn't have time. There's no time for Some shaving. Some tell me that you have plenty of time. Yeah. I usually tell me that it looks cooler with a beard. Do you think? Yes. It Does it? You don't more. have a beard. No. no. It's coming. It's well. coming. But what about me? Do I look cooler? Yes. Yeah? yeah. It's good. So let's start with Papa Solberg. Yeah. Four-time winner of this rally. <sighs> Mixed emotions. I mean, you've got... You kind of, it's the farewell tour. We've, we've learned a lot about that this year. But, it, you know, it's great to be back in GB, isn't it? Well, the, this rally is, it's, uh, it's very special. You know, first of all, you know, to, to have the first victory here and also win the World Championship, won the most races here uh, after year. Uh, and then have. Yeah, he ruined that last year, didn't <laughs> yeah, he? Yeah, he did actually. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. And then uh, having uh, Phil Mills as a core driver, also a local uh, hero. Um, all these things together, it's is making this very, very special, you know. And this is one of uh, many other reasons why we also uh, end our tour uh, here in Rally GB. Uh, it's a lot of pressure on, you know, to perform for sure, but uh, we will do the best we can. But also, I mean, above that, you've got Oliver, who we should perhaps move to Oliver very briefly for, <laughs> for just one question. It was a big week last week. Tell us about. Tell us what happened last week. I've never been so nervous in my life. I can tell you, uh, with the driving test, you know, all the pressure going on. Already signed on for Wales, uh, almost. So, uh, trying to pass that driving test, I was very, very nervous before. Uh, but uh, I made it on the second, second time on the, on the written test and the first yeah. time on the driving test. What What do you think? Just we will move on from this very quickly. What do you remember the question that you got wrong in the theory? Can you can tell all of the all of the people who are watching out there if you're in Sweden, don't get this question wrong. It's a little bit embarrassing because you can have these statistics after, yeah. and uh, I was correct on the environment. Yeah, I was correct on rules, but the one thing I was wrong on was the car. Really, the things on the car, yes, the wow. alarms and stuff. Seriously, that was embarrassing. Yes. Did did you did I didn't do a did you do a, a written test? Yeah, I did a written test. I did my I, I did mine straight away. Your mum doesn't younger say than me. so. Your mum doesn't say so. <laughs> <laughs> well, what after I remember I, I think I did it straight away. Yeah, you don't believe me, but I think we, I did. Actually. I'm sure we never had these in England. We probably do now. But anyway, moving on. I just wanted to ask you how we've talked about the pressure of the farewell tour, but you've also got Oliver here, and you know you're running behind Oliver. I'm not sure. You don't know yet, really. I don't think, uh, You're 53, 54. Tomorrow, 54, 55. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. So I think he is, you know, how it looks looks like now. I think, yeah, stage tomorrow, you are in front of me. So, so yeah. Good. You can follow his well, lines. First of all, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm very, <laughs> first of all, I'm very excited for my own race, for sure. Yeah. But I'm nervous for his race. Yeah. And to have him in front of me, uh, I think uh, when I flash his lights and he have to move over to the right, when I pass <laughs> it, <he's>, uh, <laughs> but but how will it be though when you're when you're sat behind him and you and you watch him go into the stage because you have got two minutes maybe to focus on your own thing? Can you stop thinking about Oliver? Well, I want to do a good race myself, to be honest yeah. with you. But uh, I haven't. Uh, well, I I drove thirty k's with Oliver's car last weekend, and uh, also I made a new car for me to. That I tested now on Monday with uh, 45Ks. I feel like, you know, to get the pace notes in and trust them and really attack on it, you know, it, it takes a little bit of time. I think I'll be faster through the race, but I, I don't think I will keep up properly uh, with uh, with all the drivers uh, from the start. But but I'm uh, I will have fun and to hear Phil's voice again. Also, it's uh, it's fantastic. The, the fun we had on the recce. 
and really? the stories. And, uh, you know, Phil have quite dry humor, you know, and he's coming with these brown shoes, you know, very English. And, you know, it's... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's Welsh. Uh, Don't Welsh, 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 yeah, yeah. No. He's, he's actually a British flag on his car now. He was not happy yeah, at all. not pleased about that. Yeah, not pleased. Talk to Bernie, like I said. Same for <laughs> yes. my car driver. He wants the Irish flag, but he didn't yeah. want the English one. Uh, I'm, well, uh, that's nothing to do with me. No. But... <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, moving on. The, how is it going to be for you? Uh, to, to, I mean, in fairness, you talk about you've not had... You've had maybe 70k... Uh, in the car this year you've had a bit more and you've certainly had a lot more success this year haven't you uh, it's been I've, I've driven a lot that's for sure it's been a lot of stage miles and also driven the Subaru in America also it's it's been a lot of driving but you know a new rally a new experience with roads conditions and uh, it's difficult conditions it's, it's very difficult conditions I have to say I didn't expect this difficult when really I, when I drove the recce okay I knew it was difficult but not this difficult so I, I don't really have any expectations, really. I just want to learn. How difficult... You've driven a lot of GBs. How difficult is this one compared to the others? In well, terms of grip and condition? Well, I must say that the only part I remember from, uh, from early days is the sweet lamp part. Yeah. Not the stage, but the part around yeah, sweet the lamp. Bowl yeah. area. The rest for me, i never driven before. So it's, it's, uh, it's very different compared with, uh, compared with the early days. Um, but again, you know, the weather will change today. It's been great. Yesterday was big rain, uh, fog. Um, so, you know, th this is the thing. You can't go drive 110% all the time, you know. You have to have this margin, especially for Oliver. He needs that margin. I say that now on the interview because now he will listen. Because <laughs> if, I say it, if I say it back in the hotel, no, 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 Definitely no, 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 no. No, you won't be listening yeah. now. So I, th I think this small margin because of the grip level and the mud, you know, that that the WRC car brings to the side, so you can drive the proper line as you normally want, so um, the corners sometimes will be tighter, so... Well, we, we, we will see, but I think, like Oliver say, it is going to be difficult. In the forest and uh, around the trees and these bridges and this tarmac, and, you know, it's a lot of different... Uh, uh, different things, but it's good experience and, and um, you just have to understand that you have to just learn you know? yeah exactly and that, i mean that aspect of the fact that the that the road condition gets worse and worse quite fortunately fortuitously you had the stpr stpr that was, was it first on the road first so, yeah so, so it, it's very different it was a rally in 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 america two or three weeks ago and obviously you won it because you win all the rallies in america these days driving for subaru um, but did that help that you had the ch changeable condition? I know you were first on the road, but it was yeah, it was a yeah, chance. I have to say, I I haven't driven in proper Wales weather before uh, before that, so uh, getting that experience was was good for, for this rally. And I have to say, one of the stages here looks exactly as one of the stages in America. Really, it was like coming home almost. Wow. you know, it, it felt it felt exactly the same, and the conditions looks very similar. So at least one stage I have some experience from weather. Yeah. Okay. Now, I think the big question, the question that everybody out there wants to know is, which Solberg is going to finish first? That was a nervous laugh. I forgot about Henning as well. He's not driving. No, he's not coming. You know, he is on the entry list every race, you know, and sometimes he's driving and sometimes not. So even we don't know, you know, my parents are here and they don't know, you know. That's a real shame because he is an entertainer, isn't he? This obviously we're talking about Petter's brother and Uncle Henning to you. So, and I guess Pontus, well, exactly. In these cars, actually. Pontus, Pintus, Pontus in a world rally car. We'll give him, he probably is going to be a bit quicker than you boys, but between the two of you, tell me. I'll say my dad because of experience. No pressure. 
<laughs> oh, I hope it will be me. <laughs> and what do we think in terms of WRC2? What's possible there? I mean, it's a good, strong field. Well, Could you win that? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. If you look at, you know, 27 cars, isn't it, uh, total? And you have the pro and the normal WRC2, but uh, for us, we... You, you have everyone. to look at the whole list. You know, I, I think it's uh, to cut it up like that. I, I don't like everybody no. or nobody, you know. And I think, you know, when you have uh, Patton and Rowan, Pera, Kopechki and all the, all this uh, all this guy with Ösberg, and it's going to be very hard. The guys have a lot of experience. Yeah. So let's uh, us have uh, have this fun weekend and hopefully Oliver will do a lot of World Championship rounds next year. And But this rally is very... Uh, very special for us for the history and also uh, between us that uh, love of, of rallying you know and that, hopefully be here for many many more years yeah but that's the point isn't it you know it's a big family weekend out really isn't it and and we don't need to get too caught up on the fact that you know you're, you're chasing Hayden Patton any of that just it's experience and it's 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 a great way to say goodbye to GB yeah we, we have a lot of people here this weekend that coming from uh, from all over and, and also especially especially Norway and uh, I think uh, I think always Wales is is very very emotional and it will be definitely very emotional on on Sunday afternoon. <coughs> I hope I hope yeah. I, I really hope. But it, um, I mean it is because you know you are your name and everything that you did you know four wins back to back you're loved around here and you know it's it's for a good reason because. You know, you're a character, and sometimes some people might say there's not too many characters in our sport now. But you understand the fact that it's a show, isn't it? It's not just a sport. Yeah, everything, everything is to create something. First of all, you have to have a plan, a strategy for winning. You know, that's the thing. You know, but also the enjoyment for, for, for the show and the entertainment. But the focus is first of all result. But let everybody else be a part of this. You know, and and um, and. Um, and, and that's why we're here. We have done this <coughs> for many, many years. And and again, I just have to say, you know, if it wasn't for Malcolm Wilson that time, I must say yeah. I, I wouldn't have been standing here now and talk about a uh, lot of good histories and stuff because I think he is maybe the only guy that understands that to create young drivers and build them up and and uh, and uh, and risk something for the future. And uh, full credit. Maybe I didn't think so much about it that time because you're young and you are so hyped and ready. But you know, when you get older, you understand that he have the right philosophy of a sport to to create winners, and and he should have a lot of credit for that. He should, and it, unfortunately, he is stuck on the motorway. He should be here okay. with us, but he's stuck <laughs> in traffic. Uh, but yeah, I think that's about it, boys. All I can say is have a great weekend. Thank really you very much. Enjoy yourself. Thank you so much for joining Autosport. We are now going to go to a pre-recorded piece to talk to Gus Greensmith about the difference between an R5 car and a World Rally car. So we'll be back shortly after that. Gus, welcome. Thank you. This is, it's not the new R5 now. It's, it's been around for a couple of months. The R5 Fiesta R5 Mark II. It's a car that you had. Tell us the huge involvement that you had with this car. Yeah, I think that was uh, one of the uh, the most positive sides to my year so far, being entrusted with so much of the car. Um, and basically, I did pretty much all of the uh, the rough gravel work uh, and then quite a lot of tarmac. Uh, so, yeah, I did uh, a good chunk of the development. And uh, I'm glad to say as soon as I got in the car on rough gravel, we won. So 
I think I did a decent job in that play, uh, that respect. But obviously, there's some other things that we need to uh, work on. But we've done some more tests recently, and uh, it's fairly obvious to me what needs to be done, and the team thinks so too. So as soon as we get the parts, everything should be good. Okay, well let's 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 take a look. I mean, the idea tonight is to compare the R5 car here with the World Rally car, which of course you drove. You've driven three times this year. Uh, and, and sensational World Rally Car debut for you in Portugal and then Finland and Germany. Uh, but starting from the front of the R5 car, talk me through the engine's a good place to start. How does the engine differ in this car that you'll drive from the one that you'd really like to be driving? Yeah, so on the, uh, the restrictors uh, that we have obviously vary. Uh, the uh, WRC being a bigger restrictor, we have 380 brake horsepower in the, uh, in the WRC car. Uh, and I think it's 300 or 290 in, in this car. So considerably less performance. Uh, but then, fully enough, um, from the work that uh, was done in-house at M Sport and also for performance, we actually have more torque in the WRC2 car than we do in the WRC car. So in this, we're producing 475 newton meters of torque, uh, which for a 1.6 engine is fairly incredible. So it's and a very easy car to drive. You'll feel that as well. I mean, coming out of some of the slow, there's more punch out of the hairpin than you in this in the R5. Yeah, the, to the torque base is is basically the, the power of the engine, the, the turning power of the engine. And you feel it coming out of slow corners, especially when you just, you've just maybe just gone in maybe a little too hot, you're just kind of falling out of like the kind of the power band, the torque's there to keep it going. So it's a more drivable car, for, especially if you make a mistake, it's more forgiving. And then also it's much greater for, uh, for customers who want to enjoy the car learning. It allows you to make a few more mistakes, uh, but still keep performance. And then once you're really ringing it, it just the time just seeps like every tenth a tenth a tenth here and there. And then you think it's not much, but by the end of the stage, it can amount to 10 seconds sometimes. Yeah. And that's a massive difference. Okay, so moving back, we, there's a wheel off handily here. Uh, we, looking at suspension, from my understanding, this is one of the major areas that the R5 does differ from the, the world car. Yeah, obviously, when it, there's a, all the R5 cars are restricted on budget, so they can only cost a certain unit price. Uh, so everything's tailored to that so we can decide where we spend more money than other places but um, yeah this is one of the areas where there's the biggest difference between WRC car and uh, and the R5 there isn't a terrible amount of difference um, in terms of the way it's developed uh, put together uh, but the components and the the ability to change them in a, in amount of time is much shorter in WRC car than it is on this uh, so yeah and am I right in thinking, I know when R5 first came out, these are interchangeable from corner to corner, the, the dampers? Yes, pretty much, yeah. So, I mean, that again, that's a huge saving, isn't it? Because on the world car, they are bespoke to a corner. Yeah, it's, 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 it's like going from a high, fine detail to an incredibly precise detail, a level of detail. It just, as you would expect, as you go to a pinnacle of a motorsport, and WRC in this area they're in now, everything is just, it's bespoke to every single part of the car. Uh, which obviously this needs to fit a budget and for people to affordably run through a championship, which is what this category does. But in, so, I mean, we'll perhaps move to the world car in a sec, but inside, can you, obviously, when you fire it up and get going, you can tell a difference, but seating position, everything in there is, is, is the same between the two cars? Well, for me, when it was, when it was particularly my input in the car and not, not necessarily massive amount of change because we were already um, on the same page as the engineers, but for me, an important thing of the car is having a similar feel to how it does feel in a WRC car. It's a very special environment to be in, and you don't want to just sit in something that's... You don't want to add excess weight, but you want it to feel as if it's something rather special. So for me, uh, and looking at a customer's point of view, I was always pushing for this quite hard. And for me, I think it's the best cockpit out of any WRC2 car at the moment. The seating position is brilliant. It's flat. You're low. Center of gravity is lower. Uh, and steering wheel, 
is functional. Uh, for me, it just seems to work. But obviously, you get in WRC car and you realise that you go from a car to a spaceship. So yeah, well, let's let's go and take a look at that spaceship uh, right now. I think I mean the the good place to start really immediately with the uh, with the world car is the biggest visual difference, which is the aero, isn't it? I mean, it gives you. It just gives you, I mean, how much more downforce? Is it quantifiable? Could you tell us? Yeah, it's, with, with the WRC2 car, we're kind of limited. Um, well, we're not kind of. We are limited with downforce. Uh, we have a small rear wing, which does a little bit. You will notice it, but it doesn't do a massive amount. Um, as soon as you start to drive a WRC car on the limit and you start to use aero, it makes a huge difference. Places like Finland, play, uh, any, any high-speed rally, you just don't realise exactly how much further you can go, how much faster you can go into these corners. And I mean, if we, if we could take a look, perhaps it's not ideal. Maybe we'll go around to Tamu's car, actually, because the, the, a, a, there's some lights on in there, uh, so we'll be able to, to show a little bit easier. But just have a look at the rear wing, uh, and perhaps if you could just talk us through uh, some of the intricacies because uh, it's not just it's not just an ironing board or a surfboard on the back here is it there's a lot of detail in here no and it's a very expensive piece uh, it's, it's full carbon fiber and obviously it has regulations that it has to fit to where it can't the top of the spoiler can't uh, exceed the top of the uh, top of the roof of the car so the height is limited so uh, everyone at Ford Performance uh, has basically designed it to create the max amount of downforce in working with the with the rear diffuser and then also the um, the um, the, uh, the front aero pieces as well as the parts that go along the side of the car. So it all works in tangent to create the best amount, the, the greatest amount of downforce we can without having too much drag. But a lot of this, I mean, areas here, these that we're looking at the, the front wing here, there's a, there's a huge kind of, this is for the podcast because obviously you can't see what we're talking about, but there's a, there's a huge hole at the back of what would be an, sort of an extended wheel arch. That's to pull hot air out yeah. of the... The yeah, yeah, the low, the low pressure, uh, pressure flaps is just to basically to force the air out of the flap. We don't want stagnant, turbulent air there. We want it out. We want it moving along the car. We want it producing the downforce. Uh, so it's a very simple but effective way to, to solve that. And it, and it sends it out straight onto these to these. Yeah, fins, flaps. These flaps, sorry, flaps yeah. and fins. Um, I forget the names of them too. Uh, yeah, so that, I mean, that's the, the aero. Um, and I think we've covered the engine. Could we, could we get a quick look inside? Yeah. I think we dare open the door. I don't think they can find me for opening a door. So you can, I mean, immediately you can see there's a lot more, there's a lot more buttons on the wheel in yeah. this spaceship, isn't there? Yeah, it, that's, the seating position feels fairly similar. Um, what you have around you feels fairly similar. Maybe it feels a bit smaller, a bit tighter, but yeah. at the end of the day, it is just far more advanced you have more more components to work with more buttons um, more parameters to play with and that's when you realize you're stepping into a wrc car and then obviously you click the start button on the steering wheel and you know that you are in a wrc car and certainly when you drop the clutch exactly it absolutely confirms it well that's that's superb gus thank you very much for for telling us now just before we leave you a quick prediction uh for what can we expect from you uh, this this week ah uh, well obviously coming off the win in turkey we're in a we're in a good position. Uh, I'd like not to do win the way that I uh, did in Turkey, but that can be the only aim. Uh, yeah. We obviously in the faster stages get the we struggle slightly more for the moment uh, until we can get the uh, the upgrades. But thankfully, the rain's been coming down. The stage is incredibly slippery, so I think that should play into our advantage. So I feel that we can have a really strong weekend. So we'll aim for the win and uh, we'll work with uh, whatever happens. Yeah. Thank you. So. 
There we are. We found out all about the differences between the R5 car and the World Rally car. Welcome back, obviously, to Autosports preview to Wales Rally GB, live from M Sports' beautiful service park. Uh, it's still good weather in the last hour. The weather hasn't changed. Uh, but I have been joined by team principal Richard Milner. Richard. Weather is a good place to start. You're always a good man. Anyway, my mum calls me Richard. Really? <laughs> yeah, when I've done something. Rich. Wrong. Yeah. Dick. Yes. Dick. No, <laughs> no, not Dick. No, sorry. Not today. Not Dick. <laughs> Let's ignore <Move> that bit. <laughs> um, weather. Yes. What do we expect? Uh, well, typical Welsh, I think, and sunshine. <laughs> yeah, 35 degrees and sunshine. No, it's been fairly, um, fairly wet in the recce. Uh, you know, a lot of rain, and uh, that maybe doesn't affect the gravel stages so much because of the the soakaways but uh it certainly will make things a bit tricky especially on stages that are a bit more muddy and less <coughs> kind of stony based um but it looks like the some hurricane lorenzo or something is is on its way here or the remnants of it and that will lorenzo's be... always welcome here though isn't he yeah i know it's actually, we haven't got him in person but we've no. got him in spirit by the looks <laughs> things and uh no i think that it looks the weather report looks really mixed yeah um, i think not necessarily going to be full-on rain I'm sorry for this. There's a bit of barracking going on from the Solbergs over here. They need to leave the building. I agree with them. There's a, there's a 10-year-old here who's outshone you in his interview skills. It's not difficult. It's uh, not no, difficult. No, I think the weather will be... It will be one of those situations where you're probably caught in a heavy shower uh, or you could be okay. So that, that's just another thing to add into the mix. But uh, it's not quite the same as on tarmac. But like we saw in Turkey, you know, a, a real heavy shower can really affect your stage if you're caught in the wrong place but as well as the the rain you know we've got Aberhernant on on Saturday night last time that was in two three years ago we saw real big changes in times with the fog coming down it goes I think there's maybe parts of Meheran but that are higher but Aberhernant is very high and fog's a huge issue there isn't it when the mist comes down yeah Elvin wants to look here he goes ready you're there walking through the camera man <laughs> there's Elvin still hasn't done his lights <laughs> yeah because we're stood in front of his car oh yeah good point sorry <laughs> Uh, no, I think, you know, that's another challenge in GB. We don't get many uh, night stages anymore, true night stages. And um, <clears throat> the fog can really show who's who's up for the, the fight and who's not. And uh, it's going to be a critical point in the championship for the three guys that are pushing for the, for the overall victory and for... You know, there's a handful of people that could win here, I think. Uh, you go to some rallies and you you can kind of guess, or not guess, but you can have a good, strong feeling on who might do well. But Wales is always one where it's really difficult to tell. And uh, Is know, Elvin amongst those? Yeah, of course, I think. I'm not even being biased. You know, you, he's, yeah. he's got form. He's won the event before in tricky conditions. That year he won in... Uh, there was a the night stage there that was incredibly foggy and he came out and, you know, that was where we were all worried, thinking... Is he going to drop all the time? He's done all the hard work to get this lead, and he came out of there and said it was one of the most difficult stages of his life to drive. But it paid off. But you have to take huge risks to be able to do that. And you know, this weather and this this time of the year is going to be a big challenge for for everyone. It is, and so much of this event is about confidence, isn't it? And understanding the grip, reading the road, knowing, and being able to commit to to what you can see because it changes from corner to corner so so dramatically in terms of of what you've got under the car. But Alvin has got that you know and that's one of the things I've seen this year is okay he's been out for the last three rallies but he's a different guy now you know he's got the experience and he's he's backed himself hasn't he we really saw that in 17 when he won that that first WRC round and now the self-beliefs there and I you know I quite agree that it's very difficult for any driver to go away for three rallies and come back but on your home round where you've got that extra belief it's possible it was a real shame for Elvin because he was at a point where 
he was t coming up to every rally and we were all thinking, you know, we can actually get a podium here. Not necessarily saying we're going to win everything, but we can get a podium here. We're in the fight for a good result and, a, and a, an interesting and strong rally. And then we had this disappointment where he's had to miss three rallies and, and now you come back, you know, you get back in the mind frame, right, we need to be 100% focused on this because we can do well here. And, you know, like you're saying, the conditions here are pretty bespoke to this rally. But at the same time, is he right ready to go? We, is, we could include that. We're just going to stand it just sure. to annoy him. No, well, why don't we let him go and we could do the actual departure live on Autosports. Should we do that? A first. A, a first. world first. <laughs> Setting your lights in Wales. <laughs> 2019. A driver going out to set up their lights. Come on then, Elvin, you're on. In you get. You can don't go stall now. it. That, do you, don't stall it. That will be embarrassing. Do you, are you going on your own? Do you know where you're going? Hey? Hey? <laughs> he doesn't know where he's going. He's a driver. Do you know, I asked him, I asked Elvin earlier, what do you need? What's best? And it was a perfect answer. I said, what do you need to set up your lights? What lights? Sort of? And he said, darkness. <laughs> and he's just bang on. He wasn't know? lying, was he? He certainly wasn't. And he needs a, he, he, the reason he needs a mechanic is because so he can sit in there and just shout at him what he wants him to do because <laughs> he ain't going to get out of the car. Well, actually, while he's, while we're waiting for him to go, talk us through, Rich. What, what's he actually going to do? What can it, how do you adjust? Do you know, is this, have yeah, I caught so you out here? <laughs> <laughs> I can make up any answer. But Where is the adjustment in here? So they, they can go up, pitch up and down. Yeah. It's the main adjustment, uh, to be honest. And they will be... He's going to make some noise now. But he'll be basically... That's actually quite a tricky place to get out of, isn't it? There. Well, Has he the gone the wrong way? He's trying it. No, Gary, Gary told him to go one way and he went the other, so uh, must have been the pressure. Yeah, drivers aren't good at taking instruction, yeah, are they? Off. Clearly. So, you mentioned earlier um, the the championship. Yeah. We've got three drivers. We've got Oit Tanak, 17 points ahead of Sebastian Ogier, who's 13 points ahead of Thierry Neville. Where does Rich Milner's money go in Australia? Who's going to win it? Uh, someone asked me this earlier as well and um, Thierry is more than capable of winning a championship and uh, but I think he has probably the hardest job left you know being in in the position he's in now but uh, is his not the most straightforward his isn't the most straightforward because I also said this as well you know Hyundai have made it clear that they need to win the manufacturer's title uh, and yeah. it's a, yeah. in some ways that's a different outlook maybe for the team but for Thierry, it's just flat knacker, isn't yeah. it? You know, nothing to lose. Nothing to lose, but you have got something to lose in the fact if you don't get a manufacturer point. So, and there's pressure there, obviously, that's been made clear by Andrea that they need to do well there. So that's hard for him. That's another added challenge for him. Seb, you should never out underestimate Seb. We've seen it before. You know, before Turkey, it looked like he was down and out in some ways, and then he's bounced back with a win. Hold this whole thought, hold this whole championship thought, because I've just thought of something that's m almost more interesting than championship. Tell me about Ogier, I spoke to Ogier uh, last week or something, and we talked about GB, and he said, Saturday morning, it was probably before Tanak had gone out, but he said suddenly he realized he had to do it. He had to push like hell. What was it like? Because obviously he was, he was in your team. What was it like at that moment when he said, this is it, we've just got to go? You know, it's what you want to hear because you know your driver's up for it and ready to go. And, and his instant say, think, thinking and saying something like that gets the whole team right. Right, come on, lads, this is it now. We need to concentrate. We need to do this. And 
you know, he's somebody who can say that and you know he can back up what he's saying. So I think when you have uh, support and kind of words like that from a, a world champion, you, you do what you need to do. And I think that's why you should never underestimate him because if he's focused in what he wants to do, he can certainly do what he needs to do. And, and that's why you shouldn't take him out of this championship battle. You shouldn't. And, and I remember, you know, Sunday morning there was a there was a real it was almost electric in this place when we could see what he could do and and that you know going into that final day last year there were four drivers 10 seconds or something apart um and it was a huge fight but then the one thing that i keep going back to watch and watch and watch is um good the the last stage which was the power stage and then the great orm sebastian Ogier coming over the great orm last great year orm was fantastic i actually it's I came I came from the service park to here to do some media stuff on the way so I was listening to it on the radio and uh, it was a good job no one was like watching what I was doing in the car because I was going bonkers because I was like oh we're getting closer we're getting closer and then I think Yari came through first yep. and then Seb came through through afterwards and they were like oh they're 4.2 seconds quicker or whatever it was over the Great Orm and I was yeah. just going mad it was Which like you just don't do, do that do? Like, you were like in the car going yeah come on we can do this we can do this you know yeah. it's like we've got a second run of this and we're only 2.4 seconds difference or something with two stages to go Yeah, and you know when you have someone that can do that it's fantastic so and that I mean that final run was just you know across the curbs there was nothing left in, in the thing was there no it, I ran around the Great Orm the other night because I've never me? been around I, 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 You should have given me a shout. I could have come with you. I thought you were ahead of me, that's why. <laughs> I didn't want to slow you down. And uh, I just, when you know how fast they've gone and what the risks they've taken there, it's amazing to watch. Yeah. It's like anything, you know, when you actually go and see a stage in in the real life compared to on the telly, you realise quite how mad they are and how yeah. precise they are. And that's, a, that's, I think, this driving style thing in the last 10 years has become a lot neater and a lot more uh, different to how it used to be with, with people throwing the cars around. Mm. When you actually understand how precise they can be at the speed over oh. the whole rally, it's amazing. It's incredible. Yeah, it is. Right. I think we are almost done. Is there any sign of Mr. Malcolm Wilson? Has he landed? He was stuck in traffic. It doesn't look like it, does it? No, he's probably be quite think... angry by now, I'd imagine. He's either quite angry or he's quite happy because he's missed this whole this whole Maybe shindig. He wasn't never stuck in traffic. I Maybe he wasn't. <laughs> Maybe he's in Burger King down the road. <laughs> not sure about Burger King. He's but... not a Burger King kind of guy, is he really? Let's be honest. Uh, let, let's finish with your prediction then. Rally and championship. Who and who? Uh, rally, I would... I think uh, Tanak is going to be difficult to beat here. You know, I think regardless of road position or whatever else people may say you know you've seen under pressure this year he can just put times in if he needs to that are incredible mm. and I think if he has a, a trouble free run then he's got a real good chance but I also think both of our two main cars have an equally good chance of at least being on the podium championship I, I think you have to look at the where we are at the minute and Tanak is probably the, the has the easiest job in terms of being consistent and scoring points for the last three rallies but like I say I don't underestimate Sebastian no quite but I mean you've worked with Tanak for a few years and how much would it mean to him uh, we saw I mean we all we watched that movie didn't we you know yeah. the Oik Tanak movie and to get an insight into what this whole thing means to him last year was amazing and you know him very very well what would it mean I think it would mean everything to him you know he's He's grown up and he's been through the up, the serious ups and the serious downs so far. And I think to, he'll be like anybody who's driving wants to become a world champion. But I think he's changed as a person in the last couple of years, since even since he's left us, to a very, very different person. And uh, you know, he's. I think it would just sum up the, the 
the direction of his career and if he wins one championship then there's no doubt he'll can win more you know yeah absolutely well i think it's probably a a good time. We are now running out of cars to even look at in the service park yeah, as they're, they're, as they're all going out. They're all leaving us. Uh, there goes Pontus, Pontus Tiedemann to do his lights as well. So it's a good time to wrap up. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you, Rich. No problem. Good luck to you, mate, this, you. this, this week. Uh, and thank you very much to everybody who has tuned in and watched the Autosport Live preview to Wales Rally GB live from M Sports Fabulous Service Park. Uh, and thank you to the people who are listening on the podcast. Uh, I have to apologise for the last three podcasts, which has been all by myself in a darkened room. We've kind of got past that here. We've brought a few people in. Don't expect the same next week. Uh, but, yeah, thank you very much. And, obviously, through the weekend, you can keep up to date with, with the rally on autosport.com and motorsport.com as well. And then next week, don't forget to buy Motorsport News and Autosport. Uh, so, thank you very much. And if you're coming out, enjoy the rally. Well, that's certainly whetted the appetite for the rally to come. If you enjoyed what you heard, please do subscribe to the Gravel Notes podcast, where you'll be able to hear even more from David Evans and the stars of the rallying world. And of course, do head to autosport.com and motorsport.com for the latest from what should be a thrilling rally gb of course if you aren't already subscribed to the autosport podcast please do as we're out every monday and thursday and also check out some of the other podcasts from motorsport network including flat chat with codders which is the f1 racing podcast and the tank slappers which covers all things two-wheeled thanks for joining us we'll be back soon with another autosport podcast Music is 6am by Trilo, written by Marcus Simmons. See soundcloud.com forward slash Trilo Music. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.